Hit it. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to Pod Me If You Can. This is Pod Me If You Can. Movie reviews by David and Lloyd. An Australian podcast on your favorite movies. Go to www.podmeifyoucan.com. Welcome to Pod Me If You Can. I'm David Farrell. And I'm Lloyd Hughes. Today we're discussing upcoming video game movies. Here in October we've uh, been discussing video game adaptations and uh, now we're looking into the future at video game adaptations that have not yet been released. Some may never come out. Some have just been announced. This is a topic that Lloyd, uh, you've been quite into this month, quite vocal about as have I. Uh, why can't they get video games right as movies? There's lots of theories going on, and we discussed this in our first podcast talking about it. Um, uh, like, maybe it's the fact that no studio has given respect to the franchise. They just see, oh, that's a lucrative franchise that we can exploit, and they just want to put, you know, exploit it for its name and get heaps of money. And we've seen that, especially with Yui Bowl and his movies. And then we've seen that uh, kind of with Tomb Raider. I don't, although they got a very great you know big star on it with angelina jolie probably the best casting you can possibly do the movie just you know just wasn't there just no respect to the story another theory is um that the video games just don't have that the source material isn't that great because if you look at super mario it's just a plumber you know who takes mushrooms grows bigger and rescues a princess you know that what how can you get get a story from that you know and then another theory is that games are interactive movies aren't so there's that level of like you choose where to go but i disagree with all of those like um if you can make a, a movie out of Rock'em Sock'em Robots, Real Steel, which wasn't that bad at all. If you can make a movie out of Battleships, the board game, and or um, a better example would be uh, making a movie or a franchise out of a ride, which was Pirates of the Caribbean, you can make a good movie from the source material of the video games. And unfortunately, there just hasn't been a great director that's just been wooed or or into making a video game adaptation we're seeing our generation coming into the movie business so i'm hoping we're going to this era is going to come and i said in the first podcast we did this month that i want to see the same respect that comic books are getting now ever since x-men onwards we're getting these great adaptations of comic books into movies and it's been for a long time we only got a handful i feel like now we're going to get the video game renaissance that that it deserves and i I don't know what the first movie is going to be of this upcoming it hasn't happened yet although i argue mortal kombat was pretty good (laughs) (laughs) you're arguing who you arguing with everybody (laughs) (laughs) well yeah it it hasn't been rated well at all on rotten tomatoes or you know but i i personally really like mortal kombat as a great martial arts movie as i said it's 33 percent on rotten tomatoes um you know, I I don't know which of the upcoming video games uh, movies that we're about to discuss is going to be that um, thing, but you know, um, I, I have a feeling it's going to come soon. Well, uh, the danger too is that not only do we have video games on PlayStation, Xbox, and so on, now we also have apps to contend with. You know, uh, like adapting apps into movies is a dangerous game. <laughs> The first one we're going to talk about, 2 billion people have downloaded Angry Birds, and so... Have you played it, Dave? 
Of course yeah, I have. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> look, it's a lot of fun. And they've, they've managed to spin that out into plush toys and board games. And there's a plasticky board game where you have, basically, you pull back, uh, you know, a Bart Simpson-style launcher and shoot a bird at pigs. And you build up a little, you know, plastic wall of pigs or whatever. It just, it's dumb. <laughs> it doesn't work as a board game. Anyway, maybe it works as a movie. So... Somehow Angry Birds is the most successful just app, really. It, it, it's so simple. It was conceived in the time of swine flu. And so pigs were the enemy, you know. Simple, you know, uh, simple to do, hard to master, I suppose. The writer they have attached to this is John Vitti, who's written a lot of my favourite Simpsons episodes of all time. One of them is Mr. Plough. His sense of humour is absolutely fantastic. So I can see a comedy coming out of this i haven't seen madagascar but i'm I'm thinking that look that pixar sort of look with uh, john vitti's comedy i don't know if john vitti can transition well to a feature length um sort of film but um it, it does look like they're treating this with a bit more respect than say yui bowl so I can't say this is the t- t- kind of thing I want to see adapted into movies. Like um, when I say, uh, like I love the comic books, like that that seriousness. Like they brought in Shakespearean actors to adapt Magneto to to play, you know, uh, Charles Xavier, you know, with Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. And I want to see that <laughs> with video games. But I guess yeah, Angry Birds will be hopefully a lot of fun, and you know it'll you know put put some uh, respect respectability in video game movies i actually um only recently just saw the trailer for um angry birds as well and it didn't look that great but i am hopeful because i do have a lot of confidence as i said on john Vitti, uh the simpsons writer i also saw ratchet and clank uh trailer which has just recently been released um which was a game on the playstation 2 i never got into that but i know it's got a huge cult following because they made several uh sequels to ratchet and clank and the the trailer looks like it's going to be a lot of fun looks like they looked at the original game and went wow there's a big world there there's a there's a great sense of humor there let's let's work that in so i am hopeful that ratchet and clank and um angry birds are good um adaptations of video games but i'm just worried we're going to get into the same argument of live action versus animation because as far as i'm concerned if animation goes we already have the greatest uh or a really really good good video game adaptation of movies which was street fighter and that was all the way back in the mid 90s street fighter the animated cartoon as we talked about heavily in our first podcast and that obviously wasn't a great influence because live action hasn't been on the same scale as that like the same temperament the same seriousness the same violence and you know that visceral sort of um attitude that they had making that adaptation so uh I don't think animations, if there is going to be a good animated um, video game movie now, I don't think it's going to have an influence on live action. We need Sonic in live action as much as what X-Men was to comic books. X-Men the movie by Brian Singer, how serious they took that and how much authority they put into the um, into the casting, into the production design and everything. And w- once we have that, I, I think, you know, um, video game movies will, will change and be become a lot greater i think the key thing with movies being adapted from video games is the built-in audience and they're thinking you know one in three people has angry birds on their phone or whatever and 
so therefore those people will be curious about the film i don't know if you remember a time travel uh animated film called turkeys the other year basically turkeys go back to the first thanksgiving to get turkeys off the menu i didn't see it but i think you mentioned it on our upcoming podcast and it sounded fantastic <laughs> yeah it's um scott Mosher was one of the producers and so i had kind of an interest in what was going on with it but it's just like all so many animated films come out that this is the thing uh, you know kids have to want to see it adults have to want to see it for it to be successful and like the lego movie for example was you know something that could appeal to everybody and had kind of you know that live action element as well i just wonder if angry birds will be just another animated movie the same way sort of turkeys was if it's just plot wise birds versus pigs then it's not really anything you know well it's a silly absurd idea and if they run with the comedy element all out this can work and it can be a really fun movie experience as much as the games because the games are fun they're frustrating you laugh you yell you're like yes and you cheer in triumph when you break things over the games are a lot of fun you can't transition a lot of those elements into a movie experience they're completely different things the the idea of it and the the store the the ideas that can come out of the the video game is what's going to make the movie you know and i think with john video attached they can make this crazy funny movie and i just hope they transpose that into a movie experience just a fun you know movie you go see it's you know they've cast it with recognizable voices and and hopefully it will translate as something funny but i i in the in back of my mind i think you know, this is just a way of jumpstarting another platform for them to get income. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I feel like at the end of saying each one of these films, we should sort of say whether or not we think it will be successful, just kind of on the record. I think it will make money, but I don't think it'll be a great film. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. But last thing, I just think there'll be a curiosity. People will say, well, it might be good. I like Angry Birds the game you know is this the one that's going to break the video game adaptation drought it's it's going to be very mainstream it's just going to seem like another pixar animated kind of film which makes me think it'll be successful but i don't think it's really going to do anything for video game adaptations minecraft however i think that the director at this stage is from what's always sunny in philadelphia lloyd (laughs) oh that's great well um, have you played any of minecraft never Okay, it's uh, like you look at the um, graphics and you think, wow, have I gone back into Doom 90s? You know what I mean? It's all blocky. But the game is a huge cult following. It's taken off with kids with adults with everyone it's it's amazing like the imagination that you can interject into this world is phenomenal like people have made the enterprise people have made the game of thrones city because you can literally create anything um so it's It's like virtual lego right i mean it's that's the point that i'm going to bring up right now is that this is like a lego engine because when the lego movie was announced and we did in the podcast i came into the movie going this is going to be terrible this is just going to be an advertisement to sell lego and um you know 15 minutes in i was completely enchanted by the movie it's fantastic i minecraft could be the next lego movie could be that good i don't think they've got that talent on board to make that i'm hoping what i'm hoping for is a movie as good as lego and the world of minecraft definitely serves to go in that direction i just don't think they have the talent to pull off the lego movie because the lego movie had so much talent behind it yeah, um, now it's, I just I believe it's a rumour that 
Rob uh, McElhenney, who plays Mac in um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, was apparently going to be directing the Minecraft movie, which he's got the experience of doing It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and that doesn't really bode well for an animated show, uh, movie rather. I've seen the gameplay of Minecraft, but it doesn't really appeal to me. It's good that I suppose it's got that kind of building element to it, but all the stories I hear are that, uh, you know, those ones that are on a, a current affair type programs where Minecraft is, you know, taking over all the kids' time and nobody's getting any exercise kind of thing. You just hear the the negative of that. So I really don't have a lot of um, hands-on experience with Minecraft and sounds like it has a legion of fans, am I right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And it's a very intelligent game because it demands so much from the players. It demands a lot of imagination. It demands a lot of patience, creativity, maybe maths as well. I don't know how you go about building a building myself, but literally you can make anything in that world. So it's it's a really phenomenal, ingenious game. And I see toys of it everywhere. I go into stores and go, wow, there's zombie Minecraft figurines, there's Minecraft buildings. I'm like, why don't you just play the game? You know, so it's, it's, it's definitely... A huge um uh you know thing on its own this gigantic colossal thing so it's only second nature to make a movie out of it i guess i'm really impressed it's made it this far into development stage like like they're i think they're actually going ahead with it whether it's going to be a success or not i don't personally see that unless they get really really great people behind it and i just don't see big enough names to make me believe that if um i suppose if they got the gameplay close enough to what it's like you know the the motion of the the movie looked like the game i suppose people would go <laughs> like like how they did brilliantly lego yeah like you know the flames in the lego world look like literally Correct. lego blocks of flames oh, that was genius <laughs> yeah i mean if it if it's nostalgic enough that people are happy to watch it instead of playing it but it sounds like you've got a legion of fans to satisfy. Yeah. So I would say it really depends on that. I'm 50-50 on that film. Sims has been announced, Lloyd. Yeah, I didn't know anything about that. Like, uh, they're making a movie on Sims. I, I, I didn't read anything on that. Yeah. Look, I, I would think it would be loosely based because the game Sims, you know, you have a bunch of characters and you make them interact with their environment. So presumably there would be a Sims family and... They would be the lead characters and they would move around this world, I suppose, interacting with things and people and have some adventure with slight nods to the game. But it looks like a romantic comedy they could pull off there. I just, <laughs> you know, well, I don't know. there are so many expansion packs and stuff with Sims that, you know, you can have spin off movies. And I have prequels. never played it, Dave, because it looks so addictive. To, it, it is. Yeah. yeah, I've never played. it. I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm going to stay away from that. Yeah, look. I don't think it'll work as a movie. I'm just going to say it. It seems like you need to be participating in that and that you'd just be watching like The Simpsons instead of The Sims, you know. Um, you're just watching a family unit doing some adventure and it it doesn't feel like it would translate into a film. However, you think Duncan Jones as Warcraft would translate, I'm guessing. 
I think World of Warcraft will be the big one. Uh, an incredibly talented filmmaker is attached to it, and the game itself is one of the biggest games in the world. So it's all eyes <laughs> on Duncan Jones. My big fear is that we get a Fantastic Four, where you get a young, promising director with a vision who is brutalized by the studio. And I, and I can perfectly see why the studio does this, because there's so much money involved, and there's so... Like, Blizzard is a huge, colossal giant in the gaming world, and Warcraft is their masterpiece, you know? It's their baby. It's worth so much money. A really terrible movie can hurt this franchise, because it's a big MMO. It's got a cult devoted following like people have met online married you know formed relationships all online or or through this game it means so much to the fans a lot of people leave it they're so addicted to it they they get like interventions they have to leave the game you know a bad movie could it could mean it could be disastrous for a lot of possible newbies um coming into the game and it, it, and it could be the greatest thing for them, like a big banner advertisement. Oh, man, that movie is so great. Have you played the video game? There's a video game? Yeah, you should sign up. And then, bam, they get this instant huge um, uh, influx of players. And if the world of the game or of the movie is phenomenal, they can interject new characters or, or stages or bosses or storylines into the game itself. This I cannot tell you how huge this game is to both the video game, um, not not to both, just to the video game industry specifically. Blizzard. So I, I and I think they were very brave, and I gotta, uh, um, you know, uh, take my hat off to them for choosing uh, Duncan Jones uh, for doing this project because I've heard of so many other people that was involved I heard Sam Raimi was involved for a long time I also heard Guillermo del Toro was attached for a bit um, and then Duncan Jones and I thought oh okay you know they, they lost some great names there but Duncan Jones could pull this off I, I, I think if a video game franchise can get say Guillermo del Toro I think we've got a shoe in okay this is going to be it but because that hasn't happened Duncan Jones from this list is the only director where I can see that could do it I'm going to say Warcraft is the one that's possibly going to bring video games you know out of that 50% rating in um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes I read something from uh, Duncan Jones in a recent Empire magazine and um, he was talking about Warcraft and he said uh Something to the effect of that they've thought carefully about people watching this in the same way Lord of the Rings uh, yes. was viewed for the first yes. time. Yes, good, good comparison. Yeah, and he went on to say something about, um, you know, you've got to be able to have people who like the game be into it as well as newbies who have no idea about orcs or humans or uh, their way they interact with each other, I suppose. So the... IMDB description has um, that it portrays the origin story of the initial encounters between the humans and the orcs, with an emphasis upon both the alliances and the horde's sides of the conflict. So, sort of getting in, you know, right at the beginning and setting everything up, you know, making a very promising play there for uh, this being successful. Yui Bol contacted Blizzard about directing the film. And Blizzard refused. As uh, quoted by MTV News, Yui Bowl stated, I got in contact with Paul Sams of Blizzard and he said, 
We will not sell the movie rights. Not to you, especially not to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, there would have been riots on the streets had that happened. <laughs> <laughs> especially not to you. Fantastic. <laughs> Look, um, there's probably trailers of this around the corner if not already there out. there are teasers but it's like looking at a slow you know a title slowly forming warcraft you know there there isn't much and i like that like um i, I know we're in a culture now where a, a teaser comes out and we all film our reaction like they're literally reviews of the trailer now <laughs> which is to me insane because i usually i'm the t- type of guy who does not like to see anything not even a movie poster prior to going in i know that sounds strange but uh, i like to go in without knowing anything about the movie that's the best experience but i'm gonna have to when the warcraft trailer's released i'm gonna be all over that like white on rice well i think warcraft's been pushed back a couple of times and it hasn't really been like movies are often pushed back because they're not ready or but this time i think it was pushed back because it was opening opposite star wars so um now i think it's mid 2016 yeah and that's the danger zone with the superman versus yeah. batman yeah so it's oof. At some point, it just has to stake its claim. But if it's going up against another big movie, it's not going to make money. Um, it's going to only get the niche audience who like Warcraft, and it's not going to get any newbies because they'll be watching. Even that niche audience is big. It's like I think if that was if the players who play um, World of Warcraft was its own country, it's like I think just a bit smaller than Australia or something. So even if you just get that niche audience, you'll make your money back. <laughs> Well, it's, I could I be wrong. I could be exaggerating, but I know the amount of players who play um, World of Warcraft is is a huge thing, and they know that. Like uh, the people who are making it, they, they know that there, there's a lot of money to be made on this. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just hoping it doesn't become a Fantastic Four, where you got this young, talented guy in there making this movie, and you know it's just going both ways. One wants to play it safe, the other wants to get their vision realized, and we get this awful monster, awful movie coming out. You know, that's just an amalgamation of two ideas. Like I haven't seen Fantastic Four, but that's what I can gather from it. It, it was just this awful situation that no one came out of it good. Yeah, uh, there's a few interesting things to read there about the new Fantastic Four, if people want to know more. I don't know that we should cover it in this podcast. <laughs> if people want to, we'll do it, but I'm, I just don't want to be negative. <laughs> That's unfortunate, Warhorse. <laughs> Flogging a dead Warhorse. So you think uh, Warcraft will be the one? I, I think that'll be the one. It's just got a lot riding on it. I, I don't know if too many big stars attached to it. Uh, I think they've just kept that low key. So, like, you know, it's not going to have, like, a bigger star as Angelina Jolie was in Tomb Raider. But So it's it's just all eyes on the director here. Can he pull this off? I think he probably can. This is the same sort of gamble as Lord of the Rings to me. It's sort of a if you build it, they will come, I think. You know, if the world is there and it it looks like warcraft and if people like it more will come and watch it and play the game and this could be a very good move for blizzard in terms of getting new uh players attached we had a um and this isn't the first time but guillermo del toro was attached to we discussed this in video game movie month but the silent hill franchise he was going to make a silent hill video game with the creator of silent hill and there was a demo release called silent hill pt and it was 
terrifying unfortunately the deal fell through some backers fell out and the game's not happening anymore one of the big losses in video games and del toro is very disappointed in that man i feel sorry for del toro he's been attached to so many projects that just never come to fruition he works so exhaustively on design as well and what i would love for them to do which they won't because it's too close to silent hill uh, movies but is for him to make a silent hill movie you know take the name silent hill and make it take take some horror franchise and make it into a movie because he is a triple a director that can draw in respectability and make the template like what tim burton did with batman for comic books and i want del toro to take that helm but you know of video games into movies but you know it's 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 interesting how um occasionally you'll have movie actors like ray liotta did a voice in um grand theft auto vice city i think it was and you know you'll have this kind of bleed through where the actors of you know cinema will play parts in video games you know do voices and stuff and not just chris pratt doing the voice in the jurassic world game because he was in the movie you know like standalone kind of products you don't really hear about directors coming up with an idea that then gets turned into a video game so that's interesting that he had a video game that fell through. That would actually be quite, like, I mean, it seems to work that way. If Spielberg came up with a video game and was like, this is a video game I think we should do, then they adapted it based on his ideas, you know. I feel like that would work, but it's interesting that it doesn't work the other way around, where you go, here's a video game people like, let's turn it into a film, you know. I have a good feeling about Assassin's Creed, though. This is uh, Michael Fassbender starring in it, and Marion Cotillard, which... Both kind of Oscar-worthy cast. Both have starred in Macbeth recently. I think it's the same director as well um, that they brought on. Like, uh, I think Fassbender feels so strongly about the material um, that, you know, he's he really wants this to go ahead. And, you know, so oof, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it seems a very cinematic game. And I feel like that would translate and I would have more confidence even if Prince of Persia had worked. <laughs> Because they kind of fall into a similar ballpark for me. And have you played Assassin's Creed? I haven't, but I've seen no, all the gameplay. Either. Yeah, I've seen a lot. It looks like the a story that just doesn't attract me. I know I, I, at all, like a guy that travels back in time and he's, you know, and, and all the rest of it just did not attract me at, uh, at all. But um, I don't know. I, I really, really respect Michael Fassbender. And if he's attached to it, there's Sonic that he sees in it. And if he's dragged high-caliber actresses like Marion Cotillard and Justin Cazell, who, who's the director, I just, I'm just looking at it right now, South Australian, by the way, <laughs> um, who directed uh, Macbeth, I'm really hoping that this will work. But I, I just don't know much about the game. And from what I've seen, it just doesn't appeal to me. Well... The fact that he's experiencing the adventures of his ancestor in the 15th century Spain also gives me a little bit of a John Carter vibe um, that might be difficult to translate on screen. You know how he teleports to, I don't know the world John Carter teleports to off the top of my head? Oh, Mars. Oh, is it Mars? Jeez. It's Mars, but I think they call it, it Bazoon. Bazoon. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, that might be the magic thing he says. I mean, we've reviewed it, and I you hated like it. it. I liked I- it. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, it's Mars. Um, that seems so obvious now. The- what gave that away? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the movie was called John Carter, not John Carter of Mars. Otherwise, <laughs> this would have come to me sooner. 
the fact that he's kind of teleporting his consciousness, you know, he's experiencing those adventures uh, through a revolutionary technology that unlocks his genetic memories. There's kind of a time travel element to it, but there's also kind of that, you know, you're transporting your mind or body or whatever to that time. Uh, there's a danger that that won't translate. I feel like, you know, this has to look right and feel right as a story because people are so aggressive on message boards. Um, they could pick things apart, you know. Everything has to be meticulously thought through. It's like in Lord of the Rings how... And, I mean, Lord of the Rings feels like a story that just was never scrutinised in its time, you know. So it's like, uh, well, why didn't Gandalf just take those birds and they flew <laughs> over Mordor and dropped the ring in, you know? <laughs> like, why walk all the way? <laughs> you could have taken Frodo, who was going to carry the ring anyway, you know. Well, especially with video games, they've got such a fervent and savage um, following, and video game communities can be very toxic and awful. Like, I was a StarCraft player, and, um, you know, some of the people you'll beat and the things they say, you, you beat a person in a game, and some of the things they say back to you are just so awful. And, you know, I know there's clans out there in groups, and they're, they just verbally really abuse each other. It's a really toxic environment. I've played a lot of Call of Duty online, um, and the things people say to each other, like you, you talk on comms and you can just hear people's conversations back and forth. It's just really awful. I know World of Warcraft is full of that from my friend who's been playing heavily for years. Like I'd complain to him about my experiences on Call of Duty and he's like, man, that's nothing. You should play World of Warcraft. And um, yeah, and I feel like the movie comes out, a huge percentage of them will just pick it apart and tear it to pieces. Oh, they did that wrong. Oh, they didn't have this. You know what I mean? Um, like, as you said, people with cult following for, like, Lord of the Rings when they watch the movie, I'm sure there was a lot of reaction with those people. But in the end, if it's a good story, it'll win, you know. And if it's a good story and well done, it'll win audiences. Yeah, this is the danger is that the source material is loved, isn't it? Um do you think Call of Duty could ever work as a movie? Uh, I like I've played some of the single player missions on it and it's a lot of fun. It's like a big fat Michael Bay action movie. Um so yeah, absolutely. Uh they they just have to make, you know, um I don't know, there's there's so many different directions and go. They can have a World War 2 one, they could have um a futuristic one they could have a one on the uh cuban missile crisis so it's pretty interesting i i absolutely think that'll work i suppose um seal team six type of movie you know a, a taking out uh bin laden kind of movie would uh would be what it would be because they're like an elite group all right well let's uh jump into resident evil the final it, it, chapter. It, it's so um like that's been such a lucrative franchise. They've made oh, yes. so much money just on the movies. Like, like I love the video games. I'm a huge fan of the video games. I'm not a fan at all of the movies. I gave up after number one. And it's interesting, Paul W. S. Anderson, um who also directed Mortal Kombat, one of my favorite video game adaptations, I said, um, has helmed most of all, if not all, of the Resident Evil adaptations. So uh yeah like he's probably the best video game sadly the best video game movie director out there it's interesting because i really enjoyed the the game as well we talked about this on our first video game podcast for the month the fact that it's the final chapter i think will put butts in seats so people think it's all ending you know? how many have you seen of the resident evil movies i watched the first couple and then i caught 
one on TV and I don't know which one it was in the series. You know, people are going to know when I describe it now. There was like a virtual reality type world. Uh, there were clones of Alice. There was, um, it ends with them taking her and showing her this massive army and war that's happening. So I think it was the second last one, like the final chapter will be the last one. I feel like I've seen the one before the upcoming one, but I'm really not sure. They, they sort of throw in decent cast in this as well. Wentworth Miller and Ali Larder will be in this and they've announced recently Ruby Rose, who's an Aussie. She's doing well over there in Orange is the New Black season three. So injecting some more people into Resident Evil kind of makes it more fun yeah th- these aren't good movies but they are very very successful uh so they do have a following people out there do love this series and they hang out for it um each one of them has made that you know made a lot of money so i, I don't know i'm at a loss because i don't like i didn't even like the first one at all like i don't rate it at all so like <laughs> you know we go of oh, video game movie adaptations aren't successful you just say resident evil you know yes they are <laughs> they're just not good <laughs> it probably is the most successful uh, which is interesting and i suppose it's a pretty straightforward kind of uh i suppose undead zombie kind of movie so that's probably why it's so successful it's sort of it plays well it's a group of people and they could all die at any time. So, yeah. And then the Umbrella Corporation is, like, the villain of the game. That sort of translates quite well, I suppose. Visually, they've been going for a lot. So, look, I like Resident Evil. I, I like the, the games more than the movies. But it does probably translate the most easily. There's less puzzle solving, maybe, and more just fighting and action scenes. I don't know. At least they've managed to keep the lead actress for all the films as well. Yeah, so no, I think they're both married. The director Paul W S Anderson to Mila, uh, Mila Jovovich. Jovovich. <laughs> She's a very beautiful lady. He's done very well for himself. <laughs> so I think uh, I think probably the fact that it's the final chapter, if it really is the final chapter, I think that'll bring back all the fans and everyone who's seen the any of the films before. Um, so I think it'll probably work. What about Mass Effect, Lloyd? I, I don't know much about Mass Effect. Big cult video game, a science fiction opera epic series that has a huge cult following. Um, I hear, I, I personally haven't played it myself, but I know a lot about it. Uh, apparently, um, I, I don't know too many players have done this, but the f- the first game that you played, like on the Xbox, the same save file can be transferred over to 2 and 3, so you can play with that same character that you started with, which to me just blows my mind like wow that's amazing (laughs) um it's interesting the third one when it came out and was released everyone it was the final one of the series the story was going to end it got such a negative reaction the very ending of the game they'd released an update with a different alternate ending so that's an example of how much the fans can dictate and change the actual story of a game that the the reaction on the internet was so negative it forced the creators to write a different ending to satisfy the the um that reaction so that's very interesting so you could sort of see how um savagely this game is um uh, followed so i i don't know too much about this i don't even know who's on board so i, I don't even know if it's got the green light <laughs> to go it's one ahead. of those I mean, yeah, it's one of those concept films isn't it i think where things get announced and then we'll see what happens you know things have to get momentum in hollywood i suppose speaking of momentum 
Metal Gear Solid, uh, the fifth game has come out recently and, and, uh, Snake gets older and older. And I think I, I talked on another podcast about how I'm way behind in the game. So like I, I played one a couple of times through and, um, or like over a long period of time. And I've been playing the second game a bit in between, uh, raising my children as <laughs> that's been occupying my time way more than Metal Gear Solid 2. Casting wise, like I was thinking about it and I'd love to see Guy Pierce in Metal Gear Solid. I just think he would physically do it justice. He's kind of a budget Christian Bale in that sense as well, who, I mean, he was rumored and, and I, I also think Hugh Jackman, he's recently spoken about, you know, how he, um, needs a project post Wolverine and he was discussing Bond on Australian television and how he would reconsider doing Bond at this stage in his career. Hugh Jackman, it really depends what age they want the lead actor of Metal Gear Solid to be. You've played the game, Lloyd? No, I never played the video game. Um, I heard so much about it, but yeah, never never got around to playing it. I suppose it's heavy kind of um, stealth espionage stuff where you are a character who... It's very complicated, the storyline actually. It would be... I think they would have to go for something else <laughs> in the um, films, but he's basically uh, a character called Snake and... Um, this stealth technology has been stolen that makes weapons and vehicles and things invisible and uh, he's trying to infiltrate and find out what's happened to it and as a gameplay you sneak in and out of buildings and uh, vents and you know past people and you have to either remain stealthy or kind of sneak up behind people and like choke them out and things like that so it involves a lot of kind of patience you know you've got to duck down and hide behind things and uh slow and steady stuff but as well there's stuff where um you're using a sniper rifle and uh you're going up against multiple bosses throughout the game and and uh it's a lot of fun and really interesting but the plot about metal gear you know the invisible stealth stuff i mentioned uh it's very convoluted and i'm not sure it would work as a film would translate well yeah yeah but the the actual character is very iconic and the actual gameplay is a lot of fun it would have to be something where he's some kind of stealthy hero who has to break into something and rescue someone or that kind of thing you know um it'd have to be a very kind of straightforward narrative i think to work um but it would work as like an action movie you know he's he's like a stealthy espionage spy but you know he's got a lot of attitude and script wise it could be very kind of witty and look metal gear solid i think would work as a film a great built-in fan base and i'm amongst them and look it's the one i would be most excited about but the problem is it's one of those development you know yeah i think it's been shelved by the looks of it yeah the worst one i was reading about in research to this was clock tower clock tower is a game i played on uh, playstation one back in the day and the villain of it is this like uh person with a giant called scissor man with a giant pair of scissors who like chops you in two what and it's really the stuff of nightmares and i thought when i was reading about it like oh somebody really should have picked this up i did silent hill on the podcast the other week and this is in that same sort of vein so if silent hill can be made clock tower can be made but um if you read uh it's wikipedia page for example has a pretty good list of this and it's it says you know in 2009 and 2010 and 2011 and it just goes through all the reasons why it's been shelved each time you know (laughs) 
And uh, the most recent one was that the director of Snakes on a Plane uh, was attached to direct it, and he passed away. Since then, like, no one's picked it up, and so it's just one of those properties that I suppose movie studios buy these properties and then somebody has to want to do it. They're holding a lot of properties just for intellectual property, and if you don't have a cast and directors and people, they just hold on to it. They don't want someone else to do it. Uh, They could sell the property to another company, or they could continue to pay for it to keep the rights, I suppose. I don't know, they um, they have it. Feels like it would translate, but it would be really B-grade, you know? It would be very similar to Silent Hill, I suppose, in that kind of gameplay translating on screen. A nice environment, like nice atmosphere, but ultimately, um, Scissor Man is very similar to Pyramid Head, or whatever he was, um, in uh, Silent Hill. So, you know, there's just it's like an iconic villain and that would be the only reason to make it into a film. So I don't think it would work ultimately, but um, development hell is a real killer for video game movies. Yeah, like um, we're seeing that a lot. Um, uh, Halo is definitely another. So, um, you had Bloom- Blomkamp um, who uh, d- went on to District 9, but he was supposed to direct that with um, Peter Jackson as producer. And also you had Guillermo del Toro attached for a long time. Um, on a Halo, and they they just shelved it, you know. I, I, I like, and a lot of times, a lot of these franchises just they don't need a movie adaptation. They're making a lot of money themselves, and um, the fans are satisfied. Everyone's happy, you know. It doesn't need to be interrupted by a movie, you know. The games don't need a movie. Sometimes the movie needs the games. And it's interesting. And, and, so many cutscenes are just like a movie, though. Anyway, yep. you know, so you sort of get that same flavor. And the um, story arc in these are, are fundamentally the same. It is just like reading a novel like just a big massive story that you're going through but you're very interactive in dictating sometimes where it goes but actually a lot of games i'd say 95 percent of games are very linear you know you uh, if you don't go where the game wants you to go you just die Mm. you know and i think i brought that up in wing commander where it's one of those games where your decisions heavily affect the outcome of that universe and um yeah but that's just one of the few examples yeah have you ever played splinter cell no, I haven't played Splinter Cell, but I know a lot about it. It's another stealth game. Um, yeah, you know, a, a SWAT team going in, you know, taking out guys, I'm assuming, like, just from what I've seen of it. The rumor is that Doug Lyman, who did um, Born, Born movies, movies yeah. as well as Mr. and Mrs. Smith and, and others, um, that he would be attached to direct and that Tom Hardy would be starring. I mean, it's not a bad combination. Often, when an actor gets attached to a project, then it gets finance, you know, and Tom Hardy's hot coming off of Mad Max, you know, he was Bane and so forth, he's, he's got a decent kind of following, and look, this, this could get legs, Splinter Cell could be, 2017 is the estimated date at this time, anything could happen, really. Yeah, no, they, they could make a really cool action movie, definitely, um, with Tom Hardy as the lead, yeah, absolutely, I can see that working. Yeah, so that would work as an adaptation, you think? Yeah, absolutely, really cool Tom Clancy-esque action movie i guess i'm not sure about the next one which is the tomb raider reboot also slated for 2017 angelina's obviously a bit older so rebooting means you've got to recast there's so many beautiful girls they can get um for this role but whether they have the star power of angelina jolie i really doubt that because she is a huge heavyweight um you know huge celebrity uh, in terms, and she is aging, so I don't think she could play the role. They recently, um, they've just made two 
video game sort of like a reboot because you know tomb raider was just a thing of the 90s you know almost uh it pretty much died after tomb raider 3 and then now it's been revised all new graphics completely new style of gameplay and it looks amazing absolutely breathtaking game which has built up the momentum hey let's make a movie of this um so and what and what tomb raider is and what uncharted is as well uh, is is pretty much uh, Tomb Raider. Ah, oh, sorry, not Tomb Raider. Indiana Jones and uh, Uncharted um, is such a cinematic idea uh, where you got this. You know, um, have you played any of the Uncharted's? I haven't played Uncharted. No. Oh, just a a big adventure video game. Basically, just picture Indiana Jones almost, or, or um, National Treasure with Nicolas Cage, just with a lot of attitude. And people absolutely love that series because it's so cinematic. Um, and that's another argument does uncharted need to be adapted into a movie because the video games are so fun it's just this big massive adventure but i I, like that opportunity to make money to make it it just i I believe they eventually will do it with uncharted and tomb raider whether they fall into the same trap as the old tomb raider movies like they're just these big dumb action movies like charlie's angels like the original tomb raiders is, is something to be seen but i'm hoping for the best with these two I've been thinking a little bit about casting in the new Tomb Raider movie. In my head, for some reason, Megan Fox and Mila Kunis keep coming to mind. I don't know if they would want to skew younger so they have the option for more movies. Also, like Amelia Clark from um, Game of Thrones and Terminator. You know, she sort of played a kind of kick-ass feminine, uh, sorry, female character in, in Terminator. So And she's English as well. Yeah, so she could do the accent. Who I don't want to see is Jennifer Lawrence. You know, I, I lately I've been thinking she's really overexposed in terms of uh, how many films she does and her star and stuff. So she's pretty good though. Yeah, she's just taken on um, the Rosie Project recently, which is a film I was looking forward to. Now I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit skeptical. She's good, but I don't see her for this. That being said. Trisha Brock is directing the new Tomb Raider at this stage and she's a TV director and so we might see some you know Vampire Diaries person Nina Dobrev or somebody just kind of push through or somebody she's worked with before because if they can take somebody like where Jennifer Lawrence was at the beginning of the Hunger Games series and get them signed for three films while they're cheap then this will be so much more lucrative for them if they can cast somebody who's not where Jennifer Lawrence is now, you know, because she's going to demand 20-something million a movie or whatever, um, it's going to blow out the budget. And they don't have any guarantee that a reboot of Tomb Raider would be successful. So they have to, I think, skew younger and unknown or more unknown for this. And, and focus just on telling a good story. Because fundamentally, that's what Indiana Jones, the first one, was. Uh, it was just a very good story uh first and foremost and then everything else on top was just brilliantly done um tomb raider the first two movies they had the right cast daniel craig um angelina jolie but just you know a subpar director and a terrible screenplay and everything just fell apart well this is it i mean telling straightforward good stories would be the best advice for all of these films really and this leads me to tetris which (laughs) i can't even believe is possibly going to be adapted into a film like it seems like a joke i've been thinking of a plot for tetris you know i don't know what you would come up with lloyd but in my head uh blocks are crashing down 
uh, towards a city. Um, perhaps it's aliens. <laughs> and the only way to defeat them is to line them up for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why that would work. Um, <laughs> well, if they made a movie out of Battleship and Rock'em Sock'em Robots, they could definitely do it with Tetris. <laughs> but I'm scratching my head right now thinking, how the hell are we going to make a movie out of Tetris? It reminds me a bit of Pixels, that idea, though. You know, aliens yeah, and that was a, I heard that was a terrible movie. You know, yeah, played, it looks yeah. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what Tetris... Like, maybe you could do a Tetris movie that's kind of like adaptation in that it's about the guy that invented Tetris. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, yeah, well, Tetris has a great story behind it with the copyright issues with Russia and America and things like that. So definitely they could get into that. I mean, you can't really do one, like I mentioned, with the whole aliens are invading and they have block ships. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the reaction them. when they were making a Facebook movie that was announced and I was laughing and they said, the, the person who told me didn't know much about movies, yeah, some guy David Finch is attached. I'm like, oh, it'll be good. It'll it'll be really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it. If David Fincher directs the Tetris movie, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, well, that doesn't matter now. <laughs> This, this is going to be the Citizen game of video game movies. <laughs> oh, boy. Tetris could be the worst video game adaptation. I mean, like I said, though, it might be good in terms of a backstory of how Tetris was made. Look, Gran Turismo is a known car racing brand, and it's just capitalizing on the name. It's like Need for Speed. It's like Fast yeah, and Furious. Absolutely, it, yep. It's just saying, hey, this is cars racing. You know, come check it out. There'll be some car crashes. There'll be some cool drivers. It's, you know, for the rev heads. Duke Nukem was announced. I don't know if you ever played Duke Nukem. Yeah, I just feel like that's just going to fall into Yui Bowl's hands eventually because there was a sequel to Duke Nukem that just went in development for a long time. Like, we're talking 20 years or maybe not that long, maybe 10 years. And it finally came out, a sequel, and it was so awful. And the the sort of name has sort of died. It's just become a memory of a fun game that came out on on PC in the 90s. And I think on PlayStation 1. And I, I just feel like it just doesn't have that momentum to make it into a movie with big, you know, high caliber actors and everything like that. But I do see Yui Bowl getting that franchise and then just make an exploitation film out of it. I mean, that just feels a bit like, you know, you cast a dude as Duke Nukem and then it's just shoot him up action movie really it doesn't feel like anything special uh also i mean it feels like these these uh, adaptations need to be more current and relevant and which i mean angry birds for example has been criticized for taking too long to be adapted into a film and i know that's partly because animation takes a long time but you know like it's not relevant anymore you know sort of thing this is the danger is that you say right there's this cool game right now let's turn it into a film and then it takes you five years and people go oh what that's still coming that's still in the pipeline you know maybe that's the thing it's like once the game is out people enjoy the game and when you announce a film there's criticism straight off the bat and then it takes years of what must be uphill battles of what to do with it and um, when it finally comes out you know people don't appreciate it anyway so you haven't had a model maybe except resident evil that's been sort of hugely successful for me the film that might do it is watchdogs it looks like a very cool game we were playing a lot of tv spots for it and uh in australia on australian screens when it was coming out last year 
It's about a street smart hacker who uses his phone to like hack the city. So people will attack you and you'll be able to, you know, turn all the traffic lights to green. So all the cars are, you know, driving and it sort of, you know, aids in your getaway or uh, you get on the train and you're able to open the doors that were previously locked and things like that. And you're hacking the city basically. And, and it sort of seems relevant to our time, you know, with cybercrime and, uh, and that sort of thing. Like, and it'd be kind of cool to see in this game, it's a, it's a male, but like, it could be easily a female who, uh, is a female or male hacker and uses their phone to hack the city, you know, goes around hacking cars. We saw recently, there was a story where, uh, some hackers took control of a car and just to show that they could, I don't know if you saw that in the news. Yeah, I did. That was terrifying. Hmm. And this is sort of where, where the puck is going, as Kevin Smith would say, you know, this is becoming even more relevant and I don't think it's going to go away like cybercrime and hacking. Um, so for me, watchdogs seems like it would be adapted really easily and have a message and be relevant. And I mean, it's sort of the kind of film you can do on a budget as well, because you know, it's machinery and stuff, you know, using a phone to hack things. It's yeah. it's it's, I've got some hope for that. Um, but again, it's in that development stage where directors and stars are not attached. So it's just, uh, fanboys and girls just pitching, uh, possible, you know, leads. They got um, Shadow of the Colossus slated, um, and they've got the like, which is I don't know if you played Shadow of the Colossus on PlayStation Two. Never once. One no. of the, one of the greatest video games ever made. I think it's it's a work of art. And Andreas Muschietti, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, he directed Mama, and it was produced by Guillermo del Toro. I haven't seen Mama, but I've seen his short film of Mama, and it is terrifying. He's got so much talent. And he's on board to direct this. I don't think it'll even get past the development stage um, at this point. I can't see how they're going to make um, Shadow of the Colossus. And all it is, it's this fantasy movie, fantasy story, where this guy goes out and fights 12 titans to save his um, uh, girlfriend or princess that's dying. And if he can kill these 12 titans, like we're talking massive colossus, um, that who this demon or whatever will grant... Um, this uh, girl's life back and that's all it is you just ride out there fighting these big massive titans and it's beautiful it's an absolute work of art and with a lot of atmosphere and that one thing that andreas muschietti if i'm pronouncing his name correctly has in spades and it it, it is atmosphere so he's got that down i just can't see this being adapted (laughs) getting past like having enough momentum to be adapted into a big scale movie because you'd need a big budget to do shadow of the colossus to do it properly anyway it reminds me of hercules or like trials of hercules you know fighting uh colossus yeah, these monsters and things yeah absolutely yeah right look uh, another one is where in the world is carmen san diego and that feels very straightforward like an old idea an old kind of you know game and just capitalizing on the brand um once you know where they are like in the game it would change and you'd have to find them each time you're finding carmen san diego but in the movie how would that work you've you found them that's where they are the movie doesn't have alternate endings that sounds like it would be really boring Um, well they made a series out of where's waldo oh well where's wally to us in australia (laughs) i mean but each in each one of those it's a different where's wally you know 
yeah, he's in a different place and you've got to find him. And there's like participation throughout the show in that. Um, it's like, where's Wally? You got to find him. He disappears during the course of the scenes and then wasn't that a cool idea you know everyone would crowd around the tv and you'd always get the smart kid going i know where he is <laughs> <laughs> and uh the theme song as well to that tv show like i still remember it you can check it out on youtube no doubt but yeah we we made a joke about the where's wally theme music me and my wife the other day and and we had jade singing it so you know that's oh, memorable awesome. at least <laughs> Where and where and where is Wally? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Look, it's difficult to do a good adaptation of a video game. It's, it seems near near impossible, but there are some good suggestions here as to what you know could do the trick. What could bring it into mainstream? I'm betting what, it all on Warcraft, Dave. My chips are down, son. <laughs> all Warcraft. Okay, uh, I'm I'm hopeful for Assassin's Creed. I'd like to see Watch Dogs move forward in... Um, development. In development, yep. Metal Gear Solid, for me, is the one that I feel like it has to happen at some point, you know? It's just a case of who stars and directs that I think would really um, define it. Guys, um, video game month is coming to a close. We wanted to thank everyone for their comments on Facebook and suggestions. Uh, anyone who's hit us up on Twitter, the feedback's been fantastic. It's great to do these kind of months. We did a Michael Keaton month earlier uh, on Podme If You Can. You guys can find all that at podmeifyoucan.com. I think we should do more months and more themes and stuff, Lloyd. But uh, of course, we should throw it over to the listeners to find out what they think we should do next. Hey, absolutely. I can't wait to hear your suggestions because this has been a very exhaustive month for us going back and, and watching a lot of terrible films as well. And then just reading up on uh, like all these upcoming films, we only had a handful that were definitely being made and all the rest were just in development. This person was attached, this person left. It's just very frustrating to research. Um, but we do know of you know the the films that we listed at the beginning that are definitely go-aheads and they're making it into film. So we just couldn't end um uh video game movie month without at least discussing these massive films that are coming out in the next year if you guys are interested in some obscure films we do a youtube channel which a couple of the video game reviews have been on this month uh you can find the link to our youtube channel at podmeifyoucan.com they're always obscure um films with somebody famous in them so there's sort of a nice anchor point for um you guys checking out the films now that October is over, we move into November and we're on an ro- the road to Star Wars, basically. So um, we'll be discussing Star Wars, The Force Awakens in the near future, something to look forward to. And uh, I would encourage you guys, if you've enjoyed this episode or any episode of Podme, if you can, to subscribe to us. Uh, you can find us in iTunes and give us a rating there. Helps other people find the podcast and uh, keeps us up there in the charts. So uh, thanks very much for listening to upcoming video game movie adaptations and uh we'll catch you next week hit it Ooh. Yeah, yeah. thank you for listening please like us on facebook and follow us on twitter go to www.podmeifyoucan.com pod me if you can movie reviews 